Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Highwire. Today, we will be discussing breaking news, CMS Final Rule 2021, and how does this impact me? I am Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming and Post-Acute Specialist, and today I am joined by Keeley Kent, Senior Vice President with Encore Rehabilitation. Welcome, Keeley. Hey, Michelle. Thanks for having me. So, Keeley, just to bring everyone up to speed, on December 1st, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, issued a final rule that includes updates on payment policy, changes for Medicare payment rates under the physician fee schedule, telehealth policies, quality provisions, and a payment reduction on Medicare Part B services, specifically negatively impacting therapy reimbursement. So, Keely, let's talk about the CMS final rule areas. Yeah, absolutely. So, per CMS, the final rule addresses several things, and I just want to go over a few of those things before we move forward. So, it looks at changes to the physician fee schedule. It also looks at other changes to the Medicare Part B payment policies to ensure that payment systems are updated to reflect changes in medical practice, relative value of services, and changes in the statute. A few more items it addresses include the Medicare Shared Savings Program requirements, the Medicaid Promoting Interoperability Program. It has updates to the Quality Payment Program. It includes Medicare coverage of opioid use, payment for office, outpatient evaluations, and management services. And it also looks at requirements for electronic prescribing of controlled substances for a covered Part D drug under the prescription drug plan. So lots of things to look at there. This final rule also finalizes certain provisions of the interim rule. So because of the public health, health emergency, CMS issued in March, in May, and in September, various items that address the public health emergency due to the coronavirus 2019 or COVID-19. These rules establish coding and payment for virtual check-ins and for personal protective equipment, or PPE as we know it, on an interim final rule basis. So CMS published the final rule on December 1st, but when do these changes really go into effect? Yeah, that's a great question. It's almost like CMS gave us a a 30-day notice. So the regulations for the final rule are effective January 1st of 2021. CMS also did confirm that there are two exceptions that date back to the start of the public health emergency. One of them included the telehealth codes for virtual check-ins, e-visits, and telephone communications. These exceptions allow these codes to apply to any month during the public health emergency for COVID-19. So what were the main takeaways from the final rule? Anything that will impact our communities? Absolutely. And I'll tell you, Michelle, the final rule is so long. It's 2,000 plus pages, tons of information to digest. So I was hoping to just summarize and kind of give some main takeaways regarding the final rule. The first one was telehealth. And there are a few main areas that were discussed in the final rule regarding telehealth. The new rule expanded telehealth for many providers, and this is great news for some professions and for residents with certain needs. It's a huge win for community members, especially when you think about, you know, the last thing some people want to do is leave their home or their facility when they don't feel well, or maybe they don't have the means to get to an appointment, and now they may not have to. They could do a telehealth visit. Various providers are now approved, though limited in the frequency of use for virtual visits. Plus, this is a great way to improve timeliness of visits. 
and we're going to dive into this a little bit more because while we have liked to see therapy be an option for telehealth, they were not included post the public health emergency. So what the final rule did was it categorized a category one or a category three. If a provider was placed into a category three, they're unable to continue to use telehealth after the public health emergency calendar year. And unfortunately, PTOT and speech were placed under that category three. One of the last things that it addressed was the telehealth frequency, and they updated it to allow one visit in 14 days for physicians and non-physician practitioners. Yes, and didn't CMS also reiterate that telehealth services do not apply if the resident and the practitioner are in the same location, even if audio or visual technology assist in furnishing those services? They did. This was actually initiated during the public health emergency, but it was noted in the final rule for moving forward in 2021. This was great news for us because of infection control should a facility not be able to share staff on hallways, but maybe a patient needed an assessment. So this was a win. So Michelle, while I have you on the, the main topics here, I want to kind of circle back to another point from the final rule. And that second area is regarding maintenance therapy. So CMS made the decision to allow therapy assistance, physical therapy assistance, certified occupational therapy assistance, to be able to provide clinically appropriate maintenance therapy following a therapist's plan of care. So, Keely, I know many of our listeners are not therapists. What does the regulation regarding maintenance therapy mean, and what exactly is maintenance therapy? Sure. So, I'll kind of dive in and give you the, the Medicare benefit policy statement. But first, I want to just give a, a quick statement about maintenance therapy. So, maintenance therapy is therapy that maintains function or prevents or slows deterioration. So, Medicare says the deciding factor is not the patient's potential for recovery, but whether the services needed require the skills of a therapist or whether they can be provided by non-skilled personnel. So when we look at maintenance, what we want to think about is without a skilled therapist, would this patient have increased contractures? Would they have increased skin breakdown? Would they have a safety risk due to falls, et cetera? So this new rule allowed for a registered therapist, a physical therapist, or an occupational therapist to make that decision, to decide if skilled maintenance would be covered and if they needed therapeutic interventions requiring the complexity of a, of a therapist, and if they do decide that maintenance is an area that is needed for that patient, now a physical therapy assistant or an occupational therapy assistant can continue that plan of care that that registered therapist would have initiated. Wow, that is a huge change, as in the past, the therapist was the only one who was authorized to provide those services. Yeah, again, this is a win, because our occupational therapy and physical therapy assistants are true assets to our patients, so we did appreciate this in the final rule. So in addition to telehealth and the maintenance therapy changes, I wanted to go back to one of the first items you mentioned in the CMS final rule for 2021. It was the significant decrease in payment for therapy services for Medicare Part B recipients. Would you please explain this a little more? Did I hear you right that there is a 9% decrease for therapy services? That seems really steep. It is steep, and it's really unfortunate. Over the last 11 years, therapy has actually received not only a 2% sequestration, but also a 50% reduction in MPPR. That's our multiple procedure payment reduction. This 9% reduction was given on the heels of a significant increase to office-based procedural codes for primary care physicians. 
So by law, CMS must ensure that rate changes for all procedural codes paid under the MPFS remain budget neutral. So what does that mean? Kind of a Rob Peter to pay Paul situation. So due to CMS needing to keep budgets neutral, a 9% decrease in payment for codes for PT and OT and a 6% payment for speech was rolled out in the final rule. They'll implement this by reducing the calendar year 2021 conversion factor. So if you're familiar with the conversion factor, the old conversion factor was 3609 and the new conversion factor is 3241. So this yields about a 10% change overall. That is crazy. I heard that primary physician services will receive a 20% increase, while in addition to the 9% overall for therapists, other services like nurse practitioners, x-ray and lab services will receive outwards of 11% decrease in reimbursement. Is there something we can do to fight these cuts? There is, yes. So we can urge our Congress to take action against the cuts. It's key to note in your urge to them, though, that a decrease in Medicare payments will further exacerbate the number of facilities and providers that will have to close shop, especially on top of the public health emergency. Another note of importance can be highlighting the impact services can have to reduce overall costs. A great example would be a pain management program for, from a physical therapist versus that patient using opioids or maybe therapy services to reduce hospital readmissions, or therapy services for improved outcomes for quality measures in long-term care. It's also key to note that the impact that telehealth has had in patients' ability to receive timely care, they get care at their convenience, think about the elderly, the lack of transportation, the difficulty attending appointments, as well as the ability for improved infection control. So by going to your congressman, we want to urge them to not only stop the cuts, but put us in line for telehealth. We want to continue that services. So we do urge you, call your senators, call your representatives, contact your professional organizations, and the time is now. We have a very brief window to enact change. Thank you so much, Keely, for joining me today to discuss this breaking news regarding the CMS final rule for 2021 and the significant impact on the communities and therapy Part B reimbursement. Thanks, Michelle. I appreciate you having me. This has been a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Until next time. Legal disclaimer, Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. Mm-hmm.